I just sang the song in church that you're all I want, you're all I ever need, but I don't, I need a lot of other stuff. Renegade Atlas, charting God's plan for your life. Hello, everybody. This is Dr. Chad Hawk with Matt Dowd, and we have a special guest with us today, Stephanie. Hello. Hello. <laughs> this is She's back for part three of this topic of Heart of Darkness. Matt, where are we going today with this? So today we're going to talk about how we can initiate this process of change, of looking inward, of allowing the light to be sh- shown <laughs> inside of our hearts and um, face that fear, that, you know, the inherent fear of look in the mirror. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So Stephanie, I was curious, um, like how, you know, how has this worked for you? Like, can you talk a little bit about how you engaged that process? Yeah. Um, I think in all of the changes or the things that I've faced, um, I think the step one is to tell the truth about it. (laughs) Uh, so. Okay. I'm going to interrupt you right there (laughs) because I don't think most people understand that. Mm Mm-hmm. I didn't in my own life. I wasn't. My wife, before we were even married, she would nail me on things, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I would not admit it. And I think it wasn't that I wouldn't admit it. It wasn't so much that. It's that I couldn't admit Mm -hmm. it. Hmm. I didn't have the emotional maturity, the spiritual maturity to recognize what she was saying was true because I was so wrapped up in myself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what do you mean by admitting it? Um, for me, the, I think it can look different for other people, but uh, for me, telling the truth about it, um, telling the truth to my community, <laughs> number one, um, and kind of feeling the water and just seeing who the Lord brings to me that really I need to tell the truth to. I gave the example previously about this last change I was going through, and the person that came to mind was someone that left my life, and I pretty abruptly and it was I really had to call and just like tell the truth about my role in that um and then more so than that telling the truth to uh God and so about what I've been doing and kind of what that leads me to believe about him um Mm. so confessing (laughs) the way my behavior um correlates to how I'm truthfully feeling about him can you give an example of what that would sound like Sure. No, yeah, absolutely. So I can. No, you do mean to put her as well. Yeah, he does. He likes to do that quite often. It's fine. (laughs) It's confession. Um, (laughs) So, speaking of the most recent example in particular, you know, just sitting in the moment um, and just saying, you know, I confess that sometimes in service to others, I have um, a more self protection as motivation. And I have a fear of being alone because, um, I don't trust you, God, to be there for me in all, um, instances and kind of just leaving it like that and just saying, you know, this is what I find myself doing. And Mm -hmm. because of that, this is how I feel about you. This is a a truth I'm speaking to you in the moment. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. It's like it's like we're afraid of not really the act so much as the consequences. Yeah. Like what's going to happen if I admit this, if mm-hmm. I if I <laughs> confess the truth. Like when talking to God, I think we learn or we're taught that you can't blaspheme God. You can't like say things mean or negative to God about himself. What he's going to be all offended and what like strike us down or something, you know. Yeah. 
And so we don't tell God that, you know, I don't really believe. I just sang the song in church that you're all I want, you're all I ever need, but I don't, I need a lot of other stuff. Ooh, we had talked about that, you know? the word all, yeah. and the yeah. use yeah. of Christian walk. It's yeah, yeah. Like, someday we're going to talk about that. Yeah. yeah. And then the other piece that I was thinking about is like we're at the way, you know, the reptilian brain, ultimately we are afraid to die. Mm-hmm. And this is what Jesus comes talking about is you need to take up your cross. We need to die. There are things about us like our false self that are living that need to be nailed to the cross. Mm -hmm. They need to die so that our true self can live, you know, with him. But we're super afraid of death because we feel like death is the end. Death is failure. Mm -hmm. And so we avoid it. We avoid it like something, sometimes, not sometimes, most of the time, almost all the time. People are terrified to admit the truth of their circumstances because it means they have to let something die. Right. Absolutely. Right. A piece of ourselves or what we think is a piece of ourselves anyway. Reminds me of a song. Hmm. (laughs) I'll maybe drop it in in the background. All right. (laughs) We'll see what. uh, Teaser. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But. (laughs) Well, so I was going to say, so what actually happened though? Like. If when that thing dies or, you know, you yeah. let it be exposed, you let God in, like what was the actual result? That was di- how is it different than what you were maybe afraid of? Yeah, I, <clears throat> I think in this example and other examples, I've kind of been on this journey of speaking truth for myself um, to others around me. And I think that's the one thing that has been the most life-giving to me is that the things I worry about and the outcomes that I perceive are going to happen – the amount, those never in one instance matched up with reality. And so, you know, essentially I'm just afraid that Hmm. my fear is that if I confess this is how I'm feeling and I really be observant to the way that I serve others and really, you know, look inward about what is my true motivation, that others around me are just going to flee, you know, and like see that too and see me as a selfish person where, you know, how I want to be viewed is always giving life to those around me. And so I think using the example of the one person that I really um, uh, am on that rebuilding path, the exact opposite happened. When I took down that wall and I said, hey, these are the things that I can see now that, you know, the Lord's given to me to really work through. And this is how it probably affected you. Um, And, you know, that came from my fear of not wanting you to leave me, not wanting you to go out of my life. Essentially, a wall that had been built for several months came tumbling down. Um, and it was just a matter of me not wondering and not just thinking, oh, what could it have been? What could it have been? And sitting there and twiddling my thumbs about it, but really digging in and saying, this is what it was. This is how it affected you. Um, and for that, you know, just even the act of really repenting to others around you too, right? So, um, sh- it's opened that door back up where that door was closed. And so thinking people are going to flee, really the exact opposite happened. The, 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 we have to be honest on this for mm-hmm. everybody listening. You could go to somebody, admit the truth, yeah. and they do flee. Absolutely. And yeah. that's okay. Yep. <clears throat> Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it's no different than the, the tension that was already there. Well, exactly. it's already, yeah, like in terms of exactly, it's already pretty strained. It's it's kind of like it doesn't exist, didn't exist the way it did anyway. And I think to speak to that, I mean, yeah. more so that's an outward effect, but an inward effect for me is just I've been struggling with this for a few months, and Matt, Matt knows just like this high and low and like this person always being on my mind. 
And it was like, when that happened, it's been more of a freedom from that. And so I don't have that internal where I'm always questioning and getting really emotional. Um, it's like that, that has been cut. And there's like this freedom from that where it's no longer affecting me in the way that it did before. That's what I like to refer to as somebody living rent-free in your mind. Huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, yeah. They're living rent-free. Yeah. And they have no business being there. It's yeah. time for eviction notice. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's amazing because she and I, Steph and I have been going through a very similar journey with a person in our lives. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing. It was the same thing for me. It was like this person was always on my mind. I couldn't like, you know, mm. just, yeah. And uh, I had to. About the same time, like we were having this conversation, it was working for both of us because mm-hmm. I was, I began to realize that I had made this person's opinion of me the most important thing to me. Mm-hmm. Oh, so wow. like this person's opinion, even though they weren't talking to me, <laughs> you know, um, was now more important than God's opinion of me. Mm-hmm. And so this person essentially had become God in my life in that area, you know, and it was like, it was very just, um, I mean, it was destructive. It was just not helpful, (laughs) you know, it was a problem. And so just becoming aware of that awareness was the first thing. Sorry, I'm getting a little phlegmy here. (laughs) But but yeah, I I had to become aware of that. And actually, so we're talking about how do we engage in this process, you know, and it was an honest conversation with Steph that, Mm -hmm. that did it for me. It was like, I did not have that aha moment until I confessed to her, you know, what was going on inside of me. And then, like, that produced attention, awareness, um, and then I was able to take action on it and release it. You know, it was much easier to release once I knew what it was I was holding on to. So there is an emergence that can come when we think about what it means to to be surrounded in the heart of darkness. Mm. There is emergence, there is freedom. And that's actually a promise that's made by God to us. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And God never lies. There is freedom. So whether it's a family member, Mm -hmm. a friend, a coworker, somebody you've met on the periphery of your life, or even on your own, things that you accept to be true that are not true, that live as a a curse on your life. Because that's what it is. Yeah. Totally. Something has power over you, yeah. Absolutely. And Christ came to set the prisoners free. So if you are trapped in this heart of darkness, mm-hmm. there is freedom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's abundant. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. So Romans 8.1, there is no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's true all the time. Man, that's such a oh, – Romans 8. That's just like my favorite. Like, yeah. I kind of want to tattoo that whole chapter all over my body. <laughs> and just like because it begins with there's no condemnation, right? Right. Believe that. Like I just sometimes I encourage people just to sit in that one yeah. until they really absorb it. Like it doesn't matter what you say to God, what we've done. It does not matter to him. Like there's no condemnation. He won't, well, he won't hold it against us. And, and that's, that's true if you know Christ. Right. Right. If right. you don't, those you're who are under in the Christ law. Jesus. Yeah, exactly. And under the law, you're dead. Mm-hmm. Right. So what a compelling thing. It's like you go to the judge and all he's ever going to do is pardon you. Yeah. Yeah. He's, gonna, but, he's yeah. never going to pronounce you guilty. He's always right. going to say, and yeah, you, you're free to go. Yeah, and you did absolutely nothing to deserve that pardoning. Right. right. And then the back end of Romans 8 is all about how nothing can separate us from the love of God. 
Yeah. Nothing, nothing, nothing. Zero. Yeah. So no condemnation, nothing. It's very absolute. Yeah. But we don't believe it. Like we always fall back into believing that there's got to be something that will condemn us. There's got to be something I can do to, to not deserve God's, well, not deserve it, but not to have God's presence and love. And we start believing that and we go down some wrong path. We do, don't we? Yeah. Okay. Well, let's uh, wrap up this episode. Um, find freedom, find health, find well-being, find, um, find that true knocking on your heart of the Lord. And he is right there going, he is more than willing and capable of going into the darkest of dark places. Mm -hmm. No sin is too great. No guilt or shame can overcome God's love in any way ever. Yeah. Yeah. So if you want to Mm -hmm. share your own life story going through these processes, we'd love to hear from you. Yeah. Yeah. Email us at matt at therenegadeatlas.com. Or, or, or Chad at therenegadeatlas.com. And <laughs> we also way. have a way for people if you'd like yeah. to make a donation. To support us, yeah. It's patreon.com. That's uh, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com and then slash the Renegade Atlas. Yeah. And you'll find us on there. So you can do something as basic as buy us a cup of coffee because Matt and Enjoy I it. have a guilty relationship with coffee. coffee. Um, So buy us a cup of coffee for each episode. So, you know, give four or five bucks. Yeah. Or you can, uh, you know, be a very magnanimous donor and do whatever you like. However you feel led, yeah. Yeah. Keep the lights on. That's right. (laughs) We had to buy a new mic. I know. (laughs) All right, everybody. Many blessings. We love you. Bye-bye.